Blog Talk Radio.
Shalom, shalom, shalom. Layalat Tawab, which means good night or good evening in the ancient Paleo-Hebrew. I'm your host, your brother, your friend, as always, Tazapa. I am joined this evening, y'all, by my wife, Labia, in the building. Shalom. I want to welcome everybody to the broadcast. Hope everybody is healthy. Hope everybody is in good spirits. I'd like to thank the water, y'all, for sending up prayers for my fam. Everybody seems to be getting better. Um, from the the the, the heebie-jeebies, the germs that was running rampant through the crib. Um. So, uh, man, how y'all doing? <laughs> this has been a very, 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 very long day, man. But um, we gonna get her done. We gonna get her done. Uh, I want to send shouts out to my brother, my partner in righteousness, Mighty Mashaba, man, for hooking up the broadcast and for being a brother, man, a true brother. I want to send shouts out to our affiliated schools, the brothers here in San Antonio, led by the brother of war, uh, the brothers down in H-Town, led by the brother Prophet Zach, brothers up in um, Virginia, led by the brother Kazakia, also brothers in Rochester, led by the brothers Nala. Shouts out to uh, all our brothers and sisters in California, Canada, Atlanta, and shouts out to Kyle Cobb down in Guatemala. And shouts out to the 12 tribes scattered worldwide, y'all. Shouts out, salute to you, brothers and sisters. Man, the song, man, the song, the song. Why I picked that song, man? That song fits us to a T, man. Name our kids them funny names. (laughs) Ain't that the truth? But the, the point that I just key in on and get me every time, man, is keep your head up, man. Keep your head up. Man, I know, I know for a fact, if y'all out there walking this walk, like myself and my household is walking this walk, it gets rough. It gets turbulent. And at times, man, you want to just hang your head down and, like, say, F it, what's the use? But we can't do it, y'all. We cannot do it. There is light at the end of the tunnel, man. Light on the end of the tunnel. So with that said, man, let's get Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So this is the prayer we need to be saying on the daily, y'all, so we can get the hell on out of Babylon, the disgusting great. It is very great in disgustingness. I know I'm probably making words up, but y'all know what the hell I'm saying. We can get the hell on, man. Once again, it's the smell. Yuck. This place is polluted. Uh, let's get Psalm chapter 118, verse 24. 
Psalms chapter 118, verse 24. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Good or bad, happy or sad, the most high brought you to it, he'll bring you through it, and you'll come out better side of it because of it. Please believe me. All right, y'all. So welcome to another episode of FYI, which means for your information, um, I do two days a week on Tuesdays. I do about an hour news, current events, talk about soapbox before I get into a class. Uh, well, it is not Tuesday, it's Thursday, so I do a little different FYI. I just go straight into a topic and uh, the whole two hours, y'all. So uh, the topic for this evening is a continuation from last week's topic, No Child Left Behind. And this is part two. Um, I don't think we're going to get finished this evening uh, with this, but so be it, man. But um, I targeted No Child Left Behind because I noticed from my own um, mistakes that uh, children is where it's at, y'all. Our children, our children is really where it's at. Now, not to sound cliche or anything, man, but y'all remember that song when they used to sing in that? The greatest love, the greatest love of all. And she was talking about, I, I believe the children know our future. Hey, she was on something. I know it was a remake, a re, uh, uh, yeah, a remake. I forgot who the original uh, writer of the song was, man. But that song was so on point, man. Because as, we, as we've been going through, we're finding out that that's always been Israel's issue, is that we've been neglecting the children. So last week we were in Judges, and I want to go back to Judges. So go back to Judges chapter 3 and verse 1. We're going to do a small recap, which is going to roll us into the rest of this evening's class. All right, Judges chapter 3. We're going to start at verse 1. Judges, chapter 3, verse 1. Now these are the nations which the Lord left to prove Israel by them, even as many of Israel as had not known all the wars of Canaan. So this is after Joshua's dead. He's gone. And uh, we're in the land. And uh, Joshua and pretty much did all he can do his whole life, he was conquering the territories that the Most High said that he would give us. And uh, he was his life was brought to an end. He was translated. Now we got Israel and no Joshua. And because there's no Joshua, <laughs> no leader, what ends up happening? Read this again. Now these are the nations which the Lord left. To prove Israel. So the Most High left nations to prove us, to show us where we messed up at. And this was even during the latter end of uh, Joshua's life that these nations was left because we ended up doing what the Most High told us not to do, which was to make uh, covenants with them or contracts with them and mingle with them. And we didn't kill them all off. You know, the scripture tells us in uh Matthew chapter 5, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Man, they can't be talking about nobody but us. And the definition for meek means to endure injury patiently without resentment. The nations have injured us 
time and time again, man, but we just keep wanting to forgive them. Keep wanting to forgive them and mingle with them. And that's what's going on right here. This is what we're reading about. So the Most High had to lead these nations to prove us, to show us where we were off at. So reading on. Lord left to prove Israel by them, even as many of Israel as had not known all the wars of Canaan. And what's going on is our history was not being passed down to the youth, to the children. So they didn't know about the wars that we had with the Canaanites. So they was like, oh, man, they're my friends. We cool. Not knowing that these people was trying to murk us. <laughs> these people had many wars against us. And when we talked about the Canaanites, y'all, it's talking about the so-called Africans. And name a bunch of those nations. Y'all can see uh, Deuteronomy, the seventh chapter, for um, reference point. So read on, y'all. Only that the generations of the children of Israel might know to teach them war, at the least such as before knew nothing thereof. So we didn't know about the wars, and it said we didn't even know how to war. So we weren't even uh, teaching our children how to fight. Read on. Namely, five lords of the Philistines and all the Canaanites, and the Sidonians and the Hivites that dwelt in Mount Lebanon from Mount Balharmon unto entering in of Hamas. And they were to prove Israel by them. So these were the nations that was left. Read. To know whether they would hearken unto the commandments of the Lord, which he commanded their fathers, by the hand of Moses. So it says, which he commended their fathers, our forefathers. Now remember what it said in verse 1 and 2. We had no knowledge of this. We had no record of it. Which means that what? Our forefathers, somebody dropped the ball. They didn't teach us none of this. And the children of Israel dwelt among the Canaanites, the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Pezzarites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And they took their daughters to be their wives. Well, most, the Most High told us not to do. Once again, reference point, Deuteronomy 7, chapter. Read. And gave their daughters to their sons and served their God. And idolatry. Read. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and forgot the Lord, their God. We did, we did what? Forgot their Lord. Their God. This is a reoccurring thing. We always forget the Most High. Read. And serve Balaam and the Grove. Idolatry. We start serving other gods. Spiritual fornication or spiritual adultery. Read. Therefore, the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. And because of this, the Most High was pissed off. That's what it means. The anger of the Lord was hot. He was pissed off to the highest level of pissivity. Read. And he sold them into the hand of the Jushan Rishatham Rishatham King of Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia, And the children of Israel served Kusharishatham eight years. So because of this, we ended up going to captivity. So Moses is like, oh, y'all want to be friends with the nations? All right, cool. I'm going to have the nations be over y'all. All right, 
So let's get Joshua chapter 24. And we pretty much, yeah, we pretty much going to read this whole chapter, y'all. So lock on in. Uh, 24, you said uh, verse 1? Yeah. You got it? Come on, grab it for Oh, look. Go fast, all right. Come on, can you act like you be studying the Bible? Okay. Joshua chapter 24. Verse 1. Joshua chapter 24, verse 1. And Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem, and called for the elders of Israel, and for their heads, and for their judges, and for their officers, and they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said unto all the people. So Joshua was calling out all the heads. Now, the reason I'm going backwards because I want to show us something. Read. And Joshua said unto all the people, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Your fathers dwelt on the other side of the flood in old times. Even Sarah, the father of Abraham, and the father, the father of Nahor, and they served other gods. So here, here Joshua is. Now remember, this is after all the um, all the grown folks that was uh, twenty and up. They was killed off. They were all killed off. These were the people, uh, the, the people that walked forty years in the wilderness. All of them grown people, all those adults, they got murked. They died. So this is after they died. And Joshua is addressing their offspring. He's like, look, man, our forefathers were into idolatry. He's going into the history. He's educating our people about our history. Read. And I took your father, Abraham, from the other side of the flood and led him throughout all the land of Canaan, and multiplied his seed and gave him Isaac. Come on, now, remember verse 2, it's, then Joshua said unto all the people, Thus said the Lord God. So he repeats what the Most High told him. So the Most High is running the history down to Joshua, and Joshua's coming in and telling the people. Read. And I gave unto Isaac, Jacob, and Esau. And I gave unto Esau, Mount Seir, to possess it. But Jacob and his children went down into Egypt. I sent Moses also, and Aaron, and I plagued Egypt according to that which I did among them. And afterward, I brought you out. It's, it's basically, this is Israelite history, crash history, one-on-one, the cliff notes. Because <laughs> he's naming everything. In verse uh, 4, he's talking about the birth of Jacob and Esau. Then he, uh, in that same verse, talked about how we went into Egypt. And remember, we went into Egypt by way of Joseph being sold into slavery by by the patriarchs, his brothers. <laughs> but that's all covered in verse, just verse 4. 
Read on. And I brought your fathers out of Egypt, and you came unto the sea, and the Egyptians pursued after your fathers with chariots and horsemen unto the Red Sea. And the Most High covers the plagues in verse 5, all ten of them. Then he's covering how the Egyptians chased us out of Egypt. Read. And when they cried unto the Lord, he put darkness between you and the Egyptians and brought the sea upon them and covered them, and your eyes have seen what I have done in Egypt. And ye dwelt in the wilderness a long season. <laughs> so he said, your eyes see, y'all seen this. Now, remember this, they probably was toddlers <laughs> when this happened. They were either toddlers or newborns, arm babies. So your eyes seen this happen. Read. And I brought you into the land of the Amorites, which dwelt on the other side, Jordan. And they fought with you, and I gave them, un- gave them into your hand that ye might possess their land, and, de- and I destroyed them from before you. Read. Then Balak, or Balak, the son of Sippor, king of Moab, Mo- Mo- arose and warred against Israel and sent and called Balaam. Hold on for a second, y'all. All right, we back, y'all. What verse means? Read. Then Balak, the son of Sippor, king of Moab, arose and warred against Israel and sent and called Balaam, the son of Bor, to curse them. But I would not hearken unto Balaam, therefore he blessed you still. So I delivered you out of his hand. <laughs> so, but once again, this is a crash course, Israelite history one-on-one. Read. And you went over Jordan and came unto Jericho, and the men of Jericho fought against you, the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Gergesites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, and I delivered them into your hand. So the most high did, Deuteronomy chapter 7, which I keep quoting, he said he delivered them to our hands. Now, we fought. These people, he said, they fought against us. But remember what we just read in Judges chapter 3, these are the very same people that we became friends with and made contracts with. All these Canaanites, Hamites, Africans. Read. And I sent the hornet before you, which drave them out from before you. <laughs> Go ahead. Even the two kings of the Amorites, but not with thy sword, nor with thy boat. The Most High sent hornets to get them out of the land. They had big, big bees was stinging the hell out of them, drove them out. The Most High said, we didn't even have to use our sword. Read. And I have given you a land for which ye did not labor, and cities which ye built not. And you dwell in them of the vineyards and olive yards, which ye planted not, to do ye eat. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt. So before the flood, he said, put those gods away, because we know that our ancestors, Abraham's relatives, they, they were still serving those gods. 
even after the flood. Read. And serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve. This is what Joshua is saying. If, if, if this seems evil, the most high is too, too strict, it's too hard, can't nobody do that, can't nobody keep all those laws, because this is what we hear all day, every day from the pagan Christian folks who want to do whatever they want to do when they want to do it. All the laws done away with, can't nobody do all of that. Also, and then they try to mock us. Oh, y'all, so y'all killing animals? Y'all still sacrifice? Y'all still sacrificing animals without having a complete understanding of the Bible? But listen to what Joshua was saying. This ain't nothing new under the sun, man. Read it again. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, and and this is what we say to him. Oh, it's too hard to serve the Most High. Well, if it's too hard, if this seems evil to you. Some of the same thing Joshua said. What did he say? Read. Choose you this day whom ye will serve. Then choose up. What you going to do? You going to keep running around here talking about some, I, I want you to be my Valentine with the boxes of candies and, and roses, celebrating the, the pagan um, holiday of Euros or Cupid. That's paganism. People talking about they believe in Christ. They love, oh, I love Jesus. I love God. But you worship in pagan holidays. But what happens, I guess that's why they say the commandments done away with, so they can get to try to get away with when the Most High said, thou shalt have another God before me. Well, Joshua is telling us, telling us to choose up. No different than this day and age. He's telling our people to choose up. Read. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites. Or, or, or it says the gods on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites. I'm going to throw this in there. Or um, Tammuz. <laughs> and this is ancient. He was on the other side of the flood. And I'm saying Tammuz because yesterday was Ash Wednesday. I don't know if y'all seen people running around with the damn uh, crosses was really a teeth on their forehead yesterday. And I went over this before. That T is not a cross. It's a T. It stands for Tammuz, Nimrod's supposed offspring, his kid. Same day as Valentine's Day, right? <laughs> what a coinky dink. Read. Gods of the Amorites, in whose land ye dwell, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We're going to serve the Most High. We're going to do what the Most High said to do. Read. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. Now, these are the youngsters that didn't get killed off. What was it, 20, 20 and down? They said, no, nah, you know, we ain't going to serve no other gods. We're going to be locked in. We're going to serve the Most High. But we just read in Judges, the third chapter, that they wasn't serving the Most High. I hope y'all seeing this. Read. For the Lord of God, he... For the Lord our God. Excuse me. For the Lord our God, he it is that brought us up and our fathers out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage and which did those great signs in our sight and preserved us 
in all the way wherein we went and among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drave out from before us all the people, even the Amorites, which dwelt in the land. Therefore, will we also serve the Lord, for he is our God. And Joshua said unto the people, Ye cannot serve the Lord, for he is an holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. He warned us. Read. Excuse me. If you forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, then he will turn and do you hurt. Read. And consume you after that he hath done you good. Read. And the people said unto Joshua, Nay, but we will serve the Lord. They doubled down. Like, no, Joshua, we ain't trying to hear that. We'll die for the Most High. We down for the Most High. They doubled down on it. Now, we already read the aftermath in, in Judges, the third chapter, that they were selling wolf tickets, that they was capping. Read. And Joshua said unto the people, Ye are witnesses against yourselves, that ye have chosen you, the Lord, to serve him. And they said, We are witnesses. He said, Man, y'all witnesses to this. Y'all said it. Read. Now therefore, put away, said he, the strange gods which are among you, and incline your heart unto the Lord God of Israel. Now listen to what he said in verse 23. Read this again. Now, therefore, put away, said he, the strange gods which are among you. Now, if he had to tell them to put away the strange gods that were among them, what was going on? Idolatry was going on at this very moment. While we talking about, yeah, we ain't going to serve no other God. God forbid. No, we ain't doing that. And then Joshua come back and bust them out in verse 22, in verse uh, 23, like, look. I know y'all have strange gods. Y'all ought to put them away. <laughs> put them away. This is why he came at them twice about the same issue, about idolatry, because he knew they still had these idols with them. Read it again from the top, verse 23. Now, therefore, put away, said he, the strange gods which are among you, and incline your heart. Unto the Lord God of Israel. Now, you got to ask yourself, where did they get this from to serve other gods and these little idols? Remember, we were walking around in the wilderness for 40 years, basically isolated from other nations. So where the hell did they get this idolatry from? Yep, their parents. Their parents was doing this and handed it down to them. Read on. And the people said unto Joshua, The Lord our God will be served, and his voice will we obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day, and set them a statute and an ordinance into him. And Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God, and took a great stone and set it up there under an oak. That was by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said unto all the people. Now, it says that he put it in the book. It says, and took a great stone and set it up there under an oak. 
that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. So that what was the book for? Reference. In case you forgot, in case you forget, P section one, page so and so, so and so. It was for reference. Read. Verse 27. <laughs> and Joshua said unto all that behold, this stone shall be a witness unto us, for it hath heard all the words of the Lord, which he spake unto us. It shall be therefore a witness unto you, lest you deny your God. So Joshua let the people depart, every man unto his inheritance. And it came to pass after these things, that Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died. So this was Joshua's farewell speech. Just like Moses gave a farewell speech, and you go back to Moses' speech, he pretty much said the same thing. Man, I know y'all niggas going to go off. I know after I'm gone, y'all going to fall into idolatry. He knew it. Joshua knew it too and was warning them. This is why he had to put a book, write it in the book, like I said, once again, for reference. That's a recurring thing all throughout the Bible. We're going to get it tonight. Read. Died being 110 years old. So the brother lived a long time, 110 years. Read. And they buried him in the border of his inheritance in Tamoxifah, which is in Mount Ephraim, and the north side of the hill. On, of, the, on the north side of the hill. On the north side of the hill of Gaash. And Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders that outlived Joshua. Okay. Read. And which had known all the works of the Lord. Oh, so the elders that was with Joshua, they knew the works of the Lord. They knew how to please the Lord. Read. That he had done for Israel. Mm-hmm. And the bones of Joseph, which the children of Israel brought up out of Egypt, Buried they in Shechem, in a parcel of ground which Jacob bought of the son of Hamar, the son of Shechem. So we kept our promise, because you can go back to Genesis and read where Joseph had told his brothers to take his, when he died, to take his bones up out of Egypt. Uh, Jacob, I believe, said the same thing. So this, this was us fulfilling that promise. Read. For an hundred pieces of silver, and it became the inheritance of the children of Joseph. Read. And Eleazar, the son of Aaron, died, and they buried him in a hill that pertained to Phineas. Wow, I didn't know that. So it looks like, oh, Eleazar, Aaron's son. Okay, go ahead, read. His son, which was given him in Mount Ephraim. All right, y'all. So let's go to uh, Exodus chapter 12 now. We're going to start at verse 21. Now, you see how um, Joshua gave that, I'm sorry, the most high by way of Joshua gave that brief history lesson. Now watch this, Exodus chapter 12 and story verse 21. Exodus chapter 12, verse 21. 
Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel. And Just like uh, Joshua did, read. And said unto them, draw out and take you a lamb according to your families and kill the Passover. And ye shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the, bas- the basin and strike the lintel and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning. So this was the Passover, read. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians, and when he seeth the blood upon the lintel, and on the two sides the Lord will pass over the door, and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your houses to smite you. Mm-hmm. And ye shall observe this thing for an ordinance to thee and to thy sons forever. Read verse 24 again. And ye shall observe this thing for an ordinance. An ordinance is an order. So we were supposed to observe Passover for how long? Read. This thing for an ordinance to thee and to thy sons forever. It says to thee and to thy sons forever. So first thing he says to your sons, meaning your offsprings, your children. So your children are supposed to be observing the Passover. Then he said forever, which meant what? Your children's 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 children. For as long as you can go infinity and beyond, your children were supposed to be celebrating, acknowledging Passover. I don't know what book y'all people read, man. People that say the law's done away with. Because you get some brothers that say we don't have to uh, keep the Passover. We ain't got to do Passover no more. What book are you reading? I should. This is what I should have called this class. What book are you reading? Read on. And it shall come to pass when ye be come to the land which the Lord will give you, according as He hath promised, that ye shall keep this service. So we come into the land. Keep this service. Keep the Passover. Read. And it shall come to pass when your children shall say unto you, What mean ye by this service? So it's going to happen when your kids come and ask you, Hey, Dad, why do we do this every year? What's the meaning of this? Read. That ye shall say, It is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover. Now is your opportunity to teach your kids about what? The Lord's Passover. They might not understand it. They might not get it. But one day they're going to ask, hey, why do we do this? This is your opportunity to teach. This is why we do it. And don't say, oh, just all oh, because the Lord. Don't give them the church answer. Y'all know the church answer, right? Because oh, the Lord said so, baby. Because God said we're supposed to do this. Don't give them the church answer. This is your opportunity to sit them down and take them over the Lord's Passover. Take them over the book of Exodus. Hold on for a second, y'all. Brief intermission.
Y'all, I'm back. Excuse me for that. Uh, we're in Exodus chapter 12 and verse 27. We're going to read it again, y'all. 27. Yes. <clears throat> Exodus chapter 12, verse 27. That ye shall say, it is the sacrifice of the Lord Passover who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt. When he smote the Egyptians and delivered our houses, and the people bowed the head and worshiped. So, this, like I said, once again, this is a teaching moment. We're supposed to be teaching our children. And remember in verse 24, he said, this shall be an ordinance or an order forever. It says, to our sons and forever. So, this is supposed to be handed down from generation to generation. Now, let's get Deuteronomy chapter 6 and start of verse 10. I've been quoting it all night. We might as well go there. No, I'm quoting uh, chapter 7. So we're going to Deuteronomy chapter 6 and start verse 10. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 10. And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great in goodly cities which thou buildest not, and the house full of all good things which thou fillest not, and wells digged which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full. Now listen to what he's saying. <clears throat> this was Moses' farewell letter that he wrote to us. He said, when the Most High give y'all this, these cities that we didn't we didn't build, these vineyards, <clears throat> these um, fields, these crops we didn't plant. And listen to what he's about to say. Read. Then beware, lest thou forget. What did he say? Then beware. So when you when you come in and you got it made, you got this special air plant, stone plant in your head. I got it made. <laughs> when you live in the good life, when we ball balling. <laughs> he says, beware, because what's going to happen? Read read it again. Then beware, least thou forget the Lord. Because we have a tendency to do what? Forget the Lord. We have a tendency to forget who gave us the blessing in the first place. This has been our MO all throughout the Bible, y'all. This book is written about no other people, only us. We the ones that do this. Now, hold this and get Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 30. <clears throat> Proverbs chapter 24, verse 30. I went by the field of the slothful. By the who? By the, the field of the slothful. The field of the slothful. <laughs> Slothful somebody that's lazy. This is us. Read. And by the vineyard of the main, the man void of understanding. Went by the vineyard. Uh, went by the, uh, what else did it say? 
It says, uh, I went by the field of the, the, in the field. Read. Um, of the softball and by the vineyard of the man, void of understanding. Read. And lo, it was all grown over. Now, why did he call this person slothful? He didn't tend to it. He didn't tend to his field. You can see slothful by his work. Man, you your stuff is all grown over. You ain't weeded. He pulled no weeds out. The weeds that took over your, your vineyard. Man, you put no type of work in. You ain't till the ground. You ain't even plant. You ain't turned the ground over. You ain't even planted a new harvest. You ain't even uh, reaped the old harvest. This is how he knew he was slothful. His fields were unkept. So just imagine us getting all comfortable when the Most High gave us the land of the Canaanite and all the work was already did for us. How we was chilling, kicking our feet up. You didn't think our, you don't think our vineyards was overran, unkept? Because remember, we have to put no work in. The Most High gave us everything. I guess that's why we're so damn spoiled now. We want to be everything given to us. But what happens is every, we get everything. We become slothful. We become lazy. We become disobedient. Read. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns and nettles had covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw and considered it well. <laughs> He said he, he peeped it out and he considered it. Now, this is Solomon. I, I considered this. Read. I looked upon it and received instruction. Yet a little sleep. Let, what did he say? Yet a little sleep. Yet a little sleep. Read. A little slumber. I need a nap. <laughs> Read. A little folding of the hands. A little, a little folding of the hands. I'm just chilling. I'm lounging. Now, look at what he's saying, the terminology he used. He said, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands. What work are you doing? He didn't name you chilling in three types of stances that you might chill in. Where is the work at? That's why your feel look like that. Because you've been sleeping at the wrong time. You've been napping at the wrong time. You've been chilling at the wrong time. This is why your kids don't know nothing. Because you always want to, what's the guy song? Let's chill. You always want to chill. Kids can't even name the Ten Commandments. Don't know them. Don't even know this five sets of laws. Couldn't tell you none of them. But they can name you every team on NBA 2K and give you every jersey number, every player for what team they play for. Because you're chilling. They know every uh, creator on YouTube. They know every TikTok dance, every TikTok song, every TikTok influencer. Know all of them, first name basis. Can't name you the Old Testament books of the Bible. Can't find them. Read that again. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, 
a little folding of the hand to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that travail it. And because you've been chilling, your problem's going to come, and you ain't going to know what the hell to do. Man, these kids. Now, I don't know. These, damn, these kids. Ugh. Here we go again. I don't know why they're so disrespectful. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know. I, what are we going to do? No, what you going to do with your son? What you going to do with your daughter? This is the stuff we like to tell each other as parents. What you going to do with your son? Look what your daughter did. Get that from you. Now now we're going to play a blame game. Or oh, it's the old speech. Oh, that's on them. I already right, that's on them. No, dummy, it's on you. Because you're the one going to have to come and clean their damn mess up. What what the world say? Laugh now, cry later. Yeah, you keep playing with them and trying to be their friend now. You're going to laugh later. Oh, listen to the mess I was told. Just today, I was speaking with a certain individual concerning a little individual. And I was trying to express to this person that this little individual was the way that they were because they're contributing to the way that this person is. And I told this individual, hey, look, you want, you because know, we just had a conversation about this little individual and the way that what they the way that they are, and the question was posed why why are they like this, and I was refreshing this big individual's memory on the conversation that we had, had informing them that this is why what we're talking about right now is why their mind is like this. Now you ask me how we can fix it. I'm going to tell you how to fix it. I proceeded to tell this person how to fix it. This person is trying to overtalk me the whole damn time. And then when, when I get done and I ask, okay, so are you going to do the things I'm just telling you to do in order to get this little individual together? This person tells me no because what I'm saying doesn't make sense to them. Therefore, they're not going to do it. <laughs> Because what I'm saying doesn't make sense to them. That's why they ain't going to do it. But I'm like, well, whether or not it makes sense to you doesn't matter. As long as, if it's, as, long as it's going to be beneficial for this little individual. You would think that, right? I mean, but the scriptures does say that fools, Hate knowledge. That's a fact. Only an idiot would say some nonsense like that. But, you know, this is why we're in the trouble that we're in now as a people. Because we read scriptures and I don't understand that. That don't make sense. Why would he tell us to do that? And you know what? It ain't like the church where the church say, oh, because God says so. Oh, God. God works in mysterious ways. Who knows the mind of the Most High? We have a whole book where the Most High is constantly explaining to us why he does what he does. We have more than most. We have enough to study and to lock into what the Most High is saying to figure, oh, okay, this is why he says to do it this way. This is why he said to do it that way. And you know what's funny about that? 
we read somebody the most high scriptures, his words, the way he liked doing things, they will question every damn thing. But they'll go to work and master at the job, boss man at the job will tell them to do something, and they will ask no damn questions. They'll get in line, get in order, and do it. Lick, hoppity, split. Whatever you like. These are our people, though. Every day, all day. Read that last part again, love y'all. I'm sorry, y'all. I went off on top of my soap. That's my soapbox. Sorry. Where we at? Proverbs chapter 24, verse 34. So shall thy poverty come as one that prevaileth, and they, excuse me, and thy want as an armed man. You're gonna be like you're gonna be like a stick-up kid <laughs> because you're gonna be wanting answers that bad that you're willing to rob somebody for the answers. But the answers been here the whole time. You just been so lazy. And you just want to chill. You want to put no work in. You just think that children just are like microwave uh, products. Children are like hot pockets. You put them in the microwave for three minutes or however many damn minutes you put it in there, and boom, instantly they're ready. But I didn't cook hot pockets before. And if you don't read the instructions, that hot pocket will be hot on the outside. The crust will look all good and delicious, and you bite into it, and you get some ice chips <laughs> because you didn't read the instructions. You Frank Sinatra did. You did it your way, and it's still cold in the middle, and it ain't done. This is us every day, all day. Did you finish that? Yes. All right, let's go to uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 7. This is what we be running from. Nobody want to do it. Read this. Mm -hmm. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7. And thou shalt teach them diligently. I'm sorry. Uh, Verse 6 which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. Shall be in our, the, our hearts, meaning our minds, read. And thou shalt teach them diligently. And because the, the most high's words are in our mind, we have to give them to someone else. You know, little people, people that we created, many me's. It says, and thou shalt teach them, the Most High's words, his way of doing things, how? Diligently. How? Diligently. Leisurely? Diligently. Uh, I'll get to it when I get to it. Diligently. I'm going to be laid back with it. Diligently. Diligently, which means painstaking effort, y'all. Look how hard Esau comes at our children with their programming. We have to come just as hard or harder. We don't get this, man. We want to just chill. We don't want to put no damn work in. We got the the, uh, hot pocket mentality. Ready-made kids. Kids don't come ready-made, y'all. God-fearing children anyway. They don't come ready-made. I'm reminded of a, a... 
an old proverb, I guess it is now, a wise man used to bring out in class. If you follow a dumb kid home, a dumb parent's going to answer the door. The apple don't fall too far from the tree, y'all. Read that again. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. It's going to be hard teaching your kids. It's supposed to be. It's designed that way. Ain't we the most high kids? And with our hard-headed ass, it's hard for him to teach us. He wants us to know how it feels. How else could we become good parents like he is? Unless we feel what he feels. Talk of them when thou sittest in thine house. Nope, they're going to be on tablets and game devices. And so talk of them when thou sittest in thy house. And we ain't going to talk to them. We're just going to yell at them. That's what it say. And so talk of them when thou sittest in thine house. So let's be talking about scriptures. Any way we can work them in. Oh, yeah, you know, the scriptures say that, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, for real? Does the scripture say this? Anytime you can bring a scripture up, bring it up. And when thou walkest by the way. And when you're walking by the way, you're just sitting around, doing nothing. Read. And when thou liest down. Before you go to sleep. Read. And when thou risest up. When you get up in the morning. That's the diligence. That's the painstaking effort that it takes to have a good product. Let's get Nehemiah chapter 8. And we're going to start at Oh, yeah, we're going to have to read this whole chapter, too, y'all. We're doing a lot of reading, y'all. He said Nehemiah. Nehemiah 8 and 1. Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 1. And all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street, that was before the water gate. This is during the time of Nehemiah. Nehemiah was one of the brothers that was commissioned to go back and build the second temple during the Persian Mede Empire. And it says that all the people gathered together as one man, meaning what? Everybody was unified. Everybody had the same thing in mind. Read. And the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate. And they spake unto Ezra, the scribe, to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. So it talks about Ezra. Ezra. Ezra was one of Nehemiah's contemporaries who also went back to rebuild the second temple. And Nehemiah, uh, during this time, was a governor. They had proclaimed him governor. Uh, in fact, uh, Xerxes had set him up as governor of our people. And Ezra was our spiritual leader. During this time. So that's why his name is mentioned here. Read. And Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, 
both of men and women, and all that could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. Mm-hmm. And he read therein before the street that was before the water gate from the morning until midday. No, he read for a couple of hours. Be, uh, before the water gate from the morning until midday. He read from morning time to midday. What does that sound like, y'all? That sounds like Sabbath service to me. <laughs> morning, how Sabbath service go? Morning to midday. This is what the brother's doing here. And what book is he reading? The Bible. Hope y'all see this. Read. Before the men and the women and those that could understand. Men, women, and says those that could understand. Children was definitely there. Read. And the ears of all the people were attentive unto the book of the law. Everybody was listening. Read. And Ezra, the scribe, stood upon the pulpit of wood. The pulpit of wood. Which they had made for the purpose. And beside him stood Messiah and Shema and Aniah and Urahah and Hilkah and Messiah on his right hand and on his left hand. Padea and Mishal and Machaha and Hasham and Hashabat Anah, Zechariah and Mesulam. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of the people, for he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. Mm-hmm. And Ezra blessed the Lord the great God, and all the people answered, Amen, Amen. Which means, so be it, so be it. Read. With lifting up their hands, and they bowed their heads, and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Showing humbleness. Read. Also, Jeshua, or Jeshua, Jeshua, and Bana, and Sherebiah, Jamin, Akub, Shabbatha, Hodajah, Messiah, Messiah, uh, Kelata, Asariah, Josabad, Hanan, Pelash, and the Levites caused the people to understand the law, and the people stood in their place. So what was they reading? They was reading what we know as the Torah. They was reading the law. You know, the moral laws, the civil laws, ceremonial laws, um, sacrificial laws. They was reading those laws. And then it's, they weren't just reading it. It says that the Levites were causing the people to understand it. They was breaking it down so everybody could understand it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to say it. Watch this. Read. So they read in the book in the law of God distinctly. Meaning very carefully. Read. And gave the sin. And did what? And gave the sin. <laughs> they was breaking it down. Why? Because everybody don't understand. Even now, when we read the law, everybody got a question, right? And you should have a question. So you could get proper understanding of what it's saying. The Bible, you can't just take the Bible and take it for face value. Read. And gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. Read on. 
And Nehemiah, which is the Tarshatha, and Ezra the priest, the scribe, and the Levites that taught the people. I'm sorry. Yeah, Nehemiah, which is the the Tarshatha. So this word, y'all, it means governor. It basically means governor. Y'all can look this up. Uh, What time is it? 835. Yeah, let me go ahead. That ain't the point, but look it up. All right, y'all, it's from the Zonovan Compact Bible Dictionary, page 587, uh, Tarshatha. It says, Reverend, the Persian title of the governor of Judah under the Persians, Zerubbabel, and it lists Zerubbabel, Ezra, Nehemiah, 7, 6, uh, Ezra, uh, chapter 2, verse 63, Nehemiah, Chapter 7, verse 65 through 70, and uh, Nehemiah, Nehemiah 8, verse 9, uh, Nehemiah chapter 10, verse 1, bore the title. So y'all see that, right? So it means governor. All right, going back to the scripture, read it again for me. And Nehemiah, which is the Tarshatha, the governor, read. And Ezra the priest, the scribe, and the Levite that taught. The people said unto all the people, This day is holy unto the Lord your God. Mourn not, nor weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Sincerity, read. Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet and thin portions unto them, for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord, neither be sorry, I'm sorry, neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Okay. Um, Read on. So the Levites, all the people, sing, hold your peace, for the day is holy. Neither be ye grieved. Now, I'm not sure which day this was, but. Uh, obviously, it was a high holy day, and remember too, y'all. This is uh, man. Them brothers had a time trying to rebuild a second temple, so I'm not sure if they had already built it at this particular time. But the nations were coming against us heavy when we were trying to build a second temple and put it back together. Uh, so all of us were together at this particular uh, time time period and celebrating and reading about the Most High and. Um, this, this is what, and I'm like I said, once again, I don't want to speculate. I don't know what high holy day they were celebrating, but it could have been the fact that they was just, you know, uh, replanting everybody back with the Most High and rededicating the temple, so they were in the spirit. Verse 12, reading now. And all the people went into their way to eat and to drink and to send portions and to make great mirth because they had understood 
understood the words that were declared unto them. Mm -hmm. And on the second day were gathered together the chief of the fathers of all the people, the priests and the Levites, unto Ezra the scribes, even to understand the words of the law. So what's going on here, y'all? All this activity is centered around what? The Most High's Word, the Bible. Our history is centered around the Most High. I'm going to keep bringing this out. You you have people talking about the laws done away, and I'm going to have to put a class together on this. Do y'all understand that the law is the centerpiece of the whole Bible? The law that we wouldn't have went into captivity because we had no law to break. The law is the centerpiece. Of the whole Bible. Read on. And on the second day were gathered together the chief of the fathers of all the people, the priests and the Levites, unto Ezra the scribe, even to understand the words of the law. And they found written in the law, which the Lord had commanded by Moses, that the children of Israel should dwell in booths in the feast of the seven months. <laughs> They found out about what? Feast of Tabernacles. They said they found in the book written. So were we keeping Feast of Tabernacles up to this point? No, not really. <laughs> Maybe some of us were who had access to these scrolls. Read. And that they should publish and proclaim in all their cities and in Jerusalem saying, Go forth unto the mount, and fetch olive branches, and pine branches, and myrtle branches, and palm branches, and branches of thick trees, to make booths, as it is written. A booth is a tent, y'all. Read. So the people went forth, and brought them, and made themselves booths, every one upon the roof of his house, and in their courts, and in the courts of the house of God and in the street of the water gate, and in the street of the gate of Ephraim. So it says in the courts and in the house. Okay, so the temple, they had already rebuilt the temple. Good. Read. And all the congregation of them that were come again out of the captivity made booths and sat under the booth. Now it says all them that had come again out of the captivity. These are all the Israelites that was in the Persian meat, in the, in the Persian meat captivity and also in the Babylonian captivity, which lasted 70 years. So they came out. Read. And all the congregation of them that, that were come again out of the captivity made booths and sat under the booth. For since the days of Joshua, Joshua, the son of Nun, until that day had not the children of Israel done so. Wow, wait a minute. <clears throat> Joshua, the son. I think it's talking about Joshua. Yeah, it says, well, since the days of Joshua, which is Joshua, the son of Nun, until that day, had not the children of Israel done so. So we hadn't celebrated the Feast of Booths or the Feast of Tabernacle since the time of Joshua. Wow. I hope y'all see this. So what was going on? We have forgot about the most high. 
the most high was not being taught. Y'all see this, right? This this what's the definition of definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different outcome. This is this is us. Wow. Read on. And there was very and there was very great gladness. Also, day by day, from the first day until the last day, he read in the book of the law of God. Day by day. <laughs> he was so intrigued, like, man, what else are we missing? Read. And they kept the feast seven days. And on the eighth day was also, excuse me, was a solemn assembly according unto the manner. According to, because we supposed to uh, come together that last day, it causes a holy convocation. Here it says it's a solemn assembly. Man, we hadn't done this since Joshua. Even longer now. Huh? I said longer now since, you know, we've been captivity again. No doubt, man, but, but look how we don't get it. The scriptures say y'all should want to wax fit, fat and kick, man. And even if we were read in Deuteronomy, what did Moses warn us of when we came into the land? And, and we, we, we uh, what is the word? Matter of fact, let's get it. Let's not speculate. Let's go back there real quick. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and read, start at verse 11 and read in the 12. 11? Yep. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 11. And houses full of all good things, which thou fillest not, and wells digged, which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees, which when thou shalt have eaten and be full. Then be aware, lest thou forget the Lord. <laughs> we going to do what? Least thou forget the Lord. Mm-hmm. Which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt mm-hmm. from the house of bondage. Wow, man. And you can see this, too. So what was we doing when we didn't have the book? I guess we was just winging it. We definitely wanted to celebrate on our holy day. Matter of fact, this day and time, it was a brother that said that he 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 made it he made it as so that we we didn't we shouldn't be bothered with celebrating the high holy days. This day and time, I ain't gonna put the brother out there, but he was like he wouldn't really pay no attention to the high holy days like they was nothing. You can see our people doing it then. We just we gonna put our heads down blindly and just serve the Most High. Well, ain't serve, serving the Most High honoring the Most High on the days he said we supposed to come together. Okay. Let's get Acts chapter 15. This has been our problem, man. We just winging it. <laughs> Acts chapter 15, verse 20. Acts chapter 15, verse 20. But that we write unto them that they abstain from pollution of idols and from fornication and from things strangled 
and from blood. Now, let me give you all the backdrop of this. So what's going on right here is that Paul um, was accused of not teaching these Gentiles. And these Gentiles are Israelites that grew up as Gentiles, y'all, okay? These Gentiles are Israelites that grew up as Gentiles, but they weren't nations. They were Israelites. Paul was being accused of telling them not that they didn't have to keep the law and they didn't have to be circumcised. And you had this group of Pharisees who believed in Christ telling them, telling these Gentiles, these Israelites who grew up like Gentiles, that they had to be circumcised. That was it. They weren't circumcised and they, they couldn't be Israelites. They couldn't deal with Christ. So they had a big old council over this. And this this was the result of, or the, or the uh, conclusion of the council they came up with. Read verse 20 again. <clears throat> but they, we, write unto them that they... Obtain. Matter of fact, read verse 19. 19. 19. Wherefore, my sentence is... And so this is, this is the conclusion. Read. That we trouble not them which from among the Gentiles are turned to God. Which from among the Gentiles are turned to God. He said, don't trouble these brothers. Read. But that we write unto them that they abstain from pollution of idols. So he said, these are the main issues. Just tell these brothers, stop being idolaters. Stop being pagans. Read. Fornication. Tell them stop being homosexuals. Tell them stop having sex with they 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 wrote they mama. Tell them to uh, to, uh, to stop having sex with animals, just because it's fornication. Read. And from being strangled. And tell them to stop eating uh, strangled food, roadkill basically. Read. And from blood. And tell them stop eating they they food steak tartare <laughs> with blood in it. So these are the main issues we're going to focus on. Now, watch this. Read. For Moses of old time has in every city them that preach him. So it says Moses, from going back to old times, and every city of the Israelites have have him have them that preach him. What, is he, what are they talking about? What we know is the Torah, the law, the Sabbath reading. This is what, he, what he's talking about. Read. Being read in the synagogues every Sabbath day. Being read where? In the synagogues every How? Sabbath day. Every what? Every Sabbath day. What this brother is saying is tell them to focus on not committing idolatry, not committing fornication, not eating stuff that's strangled with blood in it. These are the things we're going to focus in on right now. But as far as the other laws, they'll get that when they come to the Sabbath reading every Sabbath. I hope y'all see this. This has been a constant within our nation, our people. We've always came together and read the Sabbath. We've read the laws. We just read it in Nehemiah how we did it. And we found out Nehemiah picked the book up. They picked the book up and was like, hey, man, we... We forgot to do Feast Tabernacles. So here we are in the New Testament. These brothers are saying the same thing, man. Let's learn about the Most High. These brothers that didn't know, 
Let them keep going to the Sabbath reading. They'll find out. They'll get the rest of the laws extensively. This is why it's so important to go over the Sabbath readings, man, every Sabbath. We learn something we know. What Esau say, what you know can't hurt you, that's a fact. How many things we didn't know, and now we, we coming up being hurt now behind those things? How many of us didn't know that the most the most high didn't create our lungs to inhale smoke? We've been smoking cigarettes for 20, 30 years, and we finally get the truth dropped on us, and damn, we got lung cancer. These are real things, y'all. How many of us didn't know that we weren't supposed to be eating swine? We ate it all our lives. We were raised on it. That's our family diet. Generation after generation, now we got heart disease, high blood pressure. Well, hell, how many of us didn't know we had any type of dietary restrictions? We've been eating God knows what for X amount of years. Now we got the shilka, which is perfectly preventable. Type 2 diabetes. Type 2 diabetes is preventable. Diet and exercise, man. Don't take my word for it. Look it up. All these things, man, we don't know. This is why it's so important that we study, that we read, so we can know these things. Look how it hurt our nation. Us not knowing the law kept us in captivity because we weren't teaching our kids the law. Kept us in captivity. All right, so I want to get this. Uh, hold on, let me a second. I'm going to have a lot of y'all read this, y'all. This is from um, educationalrenaissance.org, and I want you to start where it says, The School of the Topics. Listen to this. <clears throat> The Schools of the Prophets. During Old Testament times, there were many prophets in Israel, both when Israel was a unified nation and after the nations divided into the northern and southern southern kingdoms. Mm-hmm. There were schools of the prophets. There were what? Schools of the prophets. We had schools in which the prophets attended. Hey, I said, why would we have schools set up? What's the school for? Learning. Who typically goes to school? Children, right? You see how we were setting things up? The most high, his laws would be perpetually taught, perpetually learned, perpetually did. Read. There were six locations where these prophetic schools of God existed. Ramah, Bethel, Gilgal, Jericho, Carmel, and Samaria. We had six schools. And now you mean to tell me we got IUIC, which is probably the biggest organization within Israel, the Israelite community, and probably one of the most uh, financially stable ones. We got uh, ISUPK, which is probably the second of the things I just named. And we got countless other groups, and ain't none of us set up no schools for no elementary schools or no middle schools or high schools? None of us. Nobody thought to do that? 
I might be wrong, y'all. If y'all know of any camp that has started an elementary school, high school, middle school, please let me know of it. Please inform me. When you find out, give it to me. My point is, we had six back then. We, how many we got now? Mm-hmm. These are things that we need to be really focused on, y'all. Who's going to replace us? Who's going to keep this thing going till Christ come back? We might not make it. We might not see that day, y'all. These bodies are getting old. We have all kind of issues. I don't know who I was talking to. That's just like the older the older I get, the newer my teeth get. I don't I don't know how many pairs of glasses I got. You know you old when you got glasses all around the house. <laughs> you got a pair of glasses in every room. <laughs> And the doctor keeps souping you up every year. Oh, your eyes are doing good. You only you only one click this year. <laughs> like nigga. <laughs> I can't see nothing with this with my glasses. What are you talking about? My eyes getting better. <laughs> my point is, y'all, we might not make it. So let's give it to the to the generation after us, man, in hopes that they make it. And they can teach they kids, the law, statutes, and commandments, so we can stop messing up and get on point to where the Most High listen to us. Come get us out of this damn place. All right, uh, go ahead. Um, Ira Price, in this article, The Schools of the Sons of the Prophet, the Old Testament, Student 8, it says 1889, 245 through 246 describes how at these locations, new generations of prophets were trained up, usually under the... New generations of prophets were trained up. Are y'all listening? New generations, plural. Not just the generation behind them, the generation behind that generation. The real 401k plan. The real retirement plan, the real pension, the real SSI, Social Security, my Social Security check. Read. And this uh, new generations of prophets were trained up, usually under the guidance of a few seasoned prophets. Under the guidance of a few seasoned prophets. Read. It was very important to figure out who were authentic and false prophets. They was out there. No different than anyone now, Marie. Because these would be the people who not only spoke the words of the Lord, but also the people would lead these prophetic schools. Is that it? Um, did you want this? Unfortunately, you don't know the correct thing they use. No, I don't want that part. Let's get First Samuel chapter 3, y'all. Your first Sammy chapter three. 
Now we're gonna start at verse one. First Samuel chapter three and verse one. Okay. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. The 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 man Samuel? The child Samuel. The teenager? The child Samuel. The um geriatric? <laughs> the child Samuel. He was a child. I'm clowning, but what I'm trying to emphasize, y'all, is that Samuel was a child. Remember, his mama brought him there to Eli and basically gave him up when he was old enough to, you know, use the bathroom for himself, clothe himself. She brought him to Eli and just gave it to him. Well, remember, she had prayed to the Most High and said that this kid that I'm going to have, I'm giving him to you. He's yours. His mama, his mama said. So here's Samuel as a child being schooled, being taught by Eli. And Eli was an older older man, elderly man, said uh, he, his vision was failing. Read. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. It was what? Precious in those days. Not 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 like now. With the word, the the words of the Most High ain't precious no more. You get somebody, say, no, I ain't trying to hear that scripture. No, I know, I know what scripture you gonna pull. No, I ain't listening. Can you put the Bible down? Can we just talk? Why you always gotta pull a scripture? Well, I thought that uh, you believed in the Bible like I believe in the Bible, and that's why we've been together for so long because the Bible is the common denominator. And it's what's keeping us, get, that's what I thought, my bad. Once upon a time, the words of the Lord was precious. It ain't like now when, go to this, you get hit with the beatbox. Once upon a time, believe it or not, the words of the Lord was precious. Read. Precious in those days, there was no open vision. There was no open vision. <laughs> Meaning what? The Most High wasn't sending no visions to you in your sleep. So you had to do what? You had to read. <laughs> you had to read. Listen, if y'all following any clown that's coming to y'all talking about God talked to me last night. God told me to do this. You know, you see them damn people, you at the store somewhere shopping in a hurry, and they just walk up to you, God told me to tell you this. <laughs> Get the hell on. Kick rocks. That person's crazy. We're reading it now. Back in Samuel days, there was no open vision. Ain't open visions now. Read, study, read on. And it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place and his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. The lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. And Samuel was laid down to sleep. That the Lord called Samuel and he answered, 
here am I. So he called Samuel. Samuel was worthy. Don't be don't don't be trying to use see. God, he's talking to me. <laughs> we messed that up. My other class I'm doing, I'm I'm gonna cover that hopefully next Tuesday, Lord willing. We messed that up. The most high ain't talking to us directly no more. Read. And he ran unto Eli and said, Here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I called not. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. Now, <laughs> you know what's so funny about this man? I, I'm not I'm not trying to say nothing. I ain't trying to say I'm special or none of that. But I remember as a kid, I would hear my mother calling my name. And I would Everybody. go and, and ask my mom, did you call me? And she'd be like, no, nah, she didn't call you. So this went on quite often to the point where I would go and say, mom, would you call me? You know what my mom would tell me? Oh, that's, that's the, the devil, devil. calling that's what this story reminds me of. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and the Lord called yet again, Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I call not my son, lie down again. Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. He didn't even know the Most High. The word of the Lord was not even revealed to him. And the Most High was dealing with this child. With this child. I hope everybody's listening. He ain't said in no class. He don't know nothing about the Most High. But the Most High is choosing to deal with him. Message. Read. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time, and he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for, di- for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be. If he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant hear it. So Eli had to school him. He finally put it together. Oh, I ain't call. Man, it's the most high dealing with this kid. Let me tell him what to do. Let me instruct him on how to deal in this situation. This kid has someone to teach him how to receive the most high. He didn't just tell you this and come up with it on his own, how to receive the Most High. He had a guy. Hope y'all see this. Read. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servants hear it. And the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do a thing in Israel at which both the ears of every one that hear it shall tingle. Look, <laughs> then he dropped some heavy stuff on him. In that day, I will perform against Eli all things which I have spoken concerning his house 
when I begin, I will also make an end. Oh, my goodness. Now, if y'all ain't familiar with what he's talking about, the Most High already told Eli that he was going to murk his sons and that he was going to die. And he's the Most High is dropping this information on a child. Wow. Anyway, what I wanted to get out of that was this child Samuel being schooled by this man Eli at a school, which we just read off this article off the internet. Let's get First Kings chapter nineteen, and let's start at verse nineteen. First Kings chapter nineteen, verse nineteen. So he departed then and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before so, him. So this is Elijah uh, when he came across Elisha. As a matter of fact, the most high sent him to Elisha. Read. Twelve yoke of oxen before him, and he with the twelve. So it says 12 yoke of oxen. Now, a yoke is basically a couple of oxen, like a male and a female ox. So this dude was plowing with, uh, it says 12 yoke of oxen. So what is that? Two times 12 is what? 24. 24 yoke, 24 oxen he had. This dude was strong. Man. Read on. And Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. And he left the, ox, the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? And he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen and gave unto the people and they did eat. Then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. This dude was strong as hell. So this is uh, this is Elisha, Elijah's understudy. So let's get Second Kings chapter two now. Michelle, I see you on here, man. I'm just curious now, if you knew, if you know how old uh, Elisha was when he met Elisha. Uh, what were we at? What did I say? Second Kings two and start verse one. Second Kings chapter two verse one. And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, Mm -hmm. that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. Mm -hmm. So this is the day that Elijah is about to be be took up. It says a whirlwind. We know a whirlwind is a chariot, the so-called unidentified flying object. We know. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. So he's like, man, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Read on. And the sons of the prophets. The who? The sons of the prophets. The sons of the prophets. 
Remember the schools that we read in that article? The sons of the prophets, not the prophets themselves, but their sons, they were being taught. Hope you all see this. Read. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. So they let him know, hey, the most high is coming to get what did he what they call him? Your his master. Meaning what? His schoolmaster. Your teacher. The most high is coming to take your teacher away today. He like, man, I already know. Get out of my face. <laughs> and Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here. Pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Jericho. Meanwhile, Elijah's trying to shake Elisha. Read. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. I ain't going nowhere. Read. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha. And Once again, the sons of the prophets that was at Jericho, a whole nother place. Because remember we read they were at Bethel. Now they're at Jericho, the sons of the prophets, once again. So we had a school over there, too. Read. And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said unto them, I'm sorry, unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Yea, I know it. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. Read. Hold ye your peace. Be quiet. Read on. And Elijah said unto him, Terry, I pray thee, here for the Lord hath sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they two went on. He's still trying to shake him. He's still on, uh, hanging on. I ain't going nowhere. I'm soaking all of this up. Read. And 50 men of the sons of the prophets went. And 50 men of the sons of the prophets. So 50 kids. <laughs> Read. And stood to view afar off, and they too stood by Jordan. God. Now let's get Second Chronicles chapter 18. Yeah, chapter 18. And start at verse 1. Second Chronicles, chapter 18, verse 1. Verse 1. And Jehoshaphat had riches and honor in abundance and joined affinity with Ahab. And after certain years, he went down to Ahab to Samaria, and Ahab killed sheep and oxen for him in abundance. And for the people that he had with him and persuaded him to go up with him to Ramoth Gilead. Mm-hmm. 
And Ahab, king of Israel, said unto Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, Wilt thou go with me to Ramoth Gilead? And he answered him, I am as thou art, and my people as thy people, and we will be with thee in the war. And Jehoshaphat said unto the king of Israel, Inquire, I pray thee, at the word of the Lord today. Therefore, the king of Israel gathered together of prophets 400 men. Of prophets what? 400 men. Mm-hmm. And said unto them, Shall we go to Ramoth Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? And they said, Go. Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. Uh, I might have a wrong chapter, y'all. I'm sorry. Yeah, it says that Chronicles okay. chapter 18. Sure, I heard you. Mm. Hold on, y'all. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, let's go to... Uh, Let's go to Acts chapter 13. I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, y'all can remove that from y'all notes. So getting back on track, y'all. We had schools and we had uh, teachers set up at these schools to teach us. So I'm going to keep proving that. I'm going to do... Uh, what Michelle will be doing, I'm going to beat this dead horse. All right, where we at? Acts chapter 13. Mm-hmm. Verse 13. Uh, verse 13. Acts chapter 13, verse 13. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me make sure I got the right verse this time. Nope, verse 1 I want. Acts 13, 1. Acts chapter 13, verse 1. Now, there were in the church that was at Antioch mm-hmm. certain prophets and teachers. Mm-hmm. So, certain prophets and teachers, read. As Barnabas mm-hmm. and Simeon, mm-hmm. that was called Niger. It was called Niger, or Niger, which means black, read. And Lucius of Seren and Mammon, which had brought up with which had been brought up which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul the Tetrarch and Saul Herod was the Edomite all right but what I want to pull out here is that these brothers these these men were brought up meaning what they were schooled they were schooled at this school that was where that was at Antioch I hope y'all see this this is in the New Testament all right, let's get uh, Second Maccabees chapter seven. And we're gonna start at verse uh or we're gonna read it verse twenty seven. Yep. Yep. Second Maccabees chapter seven verse twenty seven. Now this is the story about the sister that had the seven 
sons that were killed in one day right in front of her. All right? I'll go back and read the story on our own. Great story. Tragic story. Read. But she, bowing herself toward him, laughing the cruel tyrant to scorn. So she was laughing at Antiochus' epiphany. This is who she's laughing at. Because he basically told her, hey, talk some sense into your last son, all right, so he could live. Tell him to do what we tell him to do. Don't you want your son to live? You know, the old black mama speech they be giving black mamas when they want them to turn against their son or turn their son in or something. So this was, she, 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 she turned around and laughed at him. Read. Speak in her country language on this manner. She spoke in her country language, meaning she spoke in Hebrew. Read. Oh, my son, have pity upon me. She spoke to her son directly in Hebrew. So the king, which was a Grecian, he probably couldn't understand the language of Hebrew. So this was the A and B conversation they was having on the low. And she told her son this because she knew this is going to be the last thing she said to her son. Read that again. Oh, my son, have pity upon me, that there be nine months in my womb, mm-hmm. and gave thee suck three years, mm-hmm. and nourished thee. So she breast them, nourished them, read. And brought thee up unto this age. To the age in which she was currently at this point, read. And endured the troubles of education. She endured what? The troubles of education. No, educating your child is easy. Endured the troubles of education. We're finding out here that it is troublesome to educate your child. This was her saying this way back when. How much more troublesome is it now to educate your child? That and then also that we were actually educating our children on the ways of the Most High. I hope everybody's seeing this. Reading on. I beseech thee, my son. I beg you, my son, read. Look upon the heaven and the earth and all that is therein, and consider that God made them of things that were not. She's still teaching lessons. Look at what she's telling her son. Her son about to die. She's still schooling him. Son, I want you to look at everything. Consider everything the Most High made. Heaven and earth and all the things therein. And to consider that God made them. Read. And so was mankind. Uh, it says that God made them of things. And God made them of things that were not. That were not. Look the deep understanding she's dropping on the sun is about to lose his life. Hey, the most high did this. She's showing she's showing her son, teaching her son that the most high makes miracles. Read. And so was mankind made likewise. The Most High made it out of nothing. What's that saying they got? He got it, got it out the mud. Or I got it out the mud. The Most High got it out the mud. Read. Fear not, this tormentor, but being worthy of thy brethren, take thy death, that I may receive thee again in mercy with thy brethren. No, she told him, do, do what he's saying, baby. He's going to kill you, baby. I don't want you to die. I'm missing my baby. My baby ain't never hurt nobody. But he still got smoked at baby's party. Is that what she's saying? Baby, do what he's saying. Do whatever he tell you to do. No. She's like, hey, son, you got to man up. Your brother's died. 
your brother took one for the team. You have to take one too. Read. While she was yet speaking. No, no, no. Read the verse again, 29. Fear not this tormentor, but being worthy of thy brethren, take thy death, that I may receive thee again in mercy with thy brethren. What is this This mother, this strong? Now, this is, this is the definition of a strong black woman right here. It ain't this argumentative uh, boss bee that they're trying to program your minds this day and age. This is the definition here. She's strong because she's telling her son, schooling her son, by the way, son, the most high performed miracles, don't you forget about reincarnation. This is what she's telling her son. I'm going to see you again. This is what she says. She says, take thy death that I may receive thee. How she going to receive him again? Through reincarnation. She says, in mercy with thy brethren. Me, I'm going to bring all y'all back. Once again, this is the definition of a strong black woman. What the scriptures tell you in uh, Proverbs 31, she opened her mouth with wisdom, not idiocracy, not ignorant mess, not with the, the Queen V talk. Verse 30. While she was yet speaking these words, the young man said, Whom wait ye for? I will not obey the king's commandment, but I will obey the commandment of the law that was given unto our fathers by Moses. Oh, my. Read that part again. While, while she was yet speaking these words, the young man said, Whom wait ye for, I will not obey the king's commandment. I ain't going to do it, king. I'm not eating this swine. Read. But I will obey the commandment of the law that was given unto our fathers by Moses. Now, how he know this? How he know about the law that was given by, he says, our fathers and by Moses? How does he know this? Because that strong black woman told us way back in verse 27 that she went through the, what did she say, the word she, the trouble of education. She taught him. Hey, I hope y'all seeing this, man. Let's go to Acts chapter 22. And we're going to read verse 3. 23 and 3. Acts 22 and verse 3. This is probably, yeah, this is going to be the last scripture, y'all. Acts 22, verse 3. Acts, chapter 22, verse 3. I am barely a man, which am a Jew, born in Tarsus. This is Paul speaking, read. A city in Sicilia, Sicilia, yet brought up in the city at the feet of Gamaliel. So he said, I'm from but I was brought up at the feet of uh, Gamel, uh, Gamel uh, uh, Gamiel, 
and taught according to the perfect manner of the law. He said he was taught according to the perfect manner of the law. Read. Of the fathers and was zealous toward God as ye all are this day. Paul said he was taught. He was brought up at the feet. What? He had been getting taught about the law since he was a kid. He said he was at his feet. What's that old saying, a knee-high to a grasshopper? That's how old he was, being taught. Just like the young brother we just read about in the apocalypse, got taught since a young age. His mama validated that. Once upon a time, y'all, we did this. We need to get back to this. Well, we was at um, the summit, and the brother said he witnessed a birth over there in Demona. He said that, uh, first of all, a lady wasn't on no damn stool, uh, on a, uh, laying on her back. She was on a stool like she's supposed to be. And he said that it was two priests, it was two priests there, and they were reading Psalms when the baby was born and came out the womb. So when the baby entered into the world, the first thing the baby heard was the voice of the Most High. That's bad. I got to chill when that brother said that, when he told that story. All right, y'all, that's our time. Uh, this is a good place to stop. We're going to pick back up here next week, Lord willing. I hope everybody uh, enjoyed the class, got some edification out of the class. If you got any questions about the class or any other topic, please hit me up at 314-482-9110. Or if you just want to wrap to a brother, hit me up. For that also. The water Mashaba for hooking up the broadcast, my brother, in righteousness. Um until next Thursday, y'all. We don't get out of here, love y'all. You got anything you want to say to the people? No. <laughs> I thought which all right, y'all, with that we're gonna say Shalom and we're gonna go out with this.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.